We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. My voice cracked a little bit there, Jeffrey. Uh, it is the Tuesday morning edition. <laughs> it's the Tuesday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. We are presented by our partners over at Bet Rivers. Jeffrey, how you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I got my little little San Diego State shirt. You like there this? You go. Old school. Old Mix school. Up. They won by about 100 against San Jose State last night. I figured I'd break that out. And, you know, I got to bring this hat back. This hat has, has been in the sidelines, I think, for the last week. And it's no surprise that that coincides with a cold spell uh, from myself over the last week. So we're bringing the Bama hat back, and uh, Bama's playing tonight. They got a big one in, in Columbia against South Carolina, and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But first, we need to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes, Robert. Yeah, they were they were awesome again last night. Kyle Young, what do you finish with, 20? Yeah, um, they just – like EJ Liddell, after I blown him up the last few weeks, he was terrible. He he didn't even. It was like he wasn't in the court at, 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 for stretches. But it doesn't matter. Like that's the beauty of this Ohio State team. To me, it's it's they've got a bunch of different guys that are all solid. They're, none of them are stars. Liddell's the closest thing to a star they have, but they're all solid. And when they get going again, Kyle Young, tough. Um, you know. We saw Dwayne Washington, and I don't know if you heard the clip on on Holtman on Dwayne Washington on our pod, but uh, it, it was pretty funny. He, you know, him Holtman basically just saying like, you know, we got that relationship where we tell each other we love each other before and after every game, but in between, it can get rough at times. Yeah, and and he was good last night too. He had a bunch of threes early when they were um, they were kind of struggling a little bit, and it took him a while to get going. The, the thing about them that makes uh, Ohio State so good is just like the way that they can shoot the floor and space the floor. Yeah, um, it, it, it's Orange can really shoot it. Like, yeah, it's so hard to guard. Like when you have when you have Kyle Young and EJ Liddell out there, who both are um, able to step out and knock down threes, and are both tough enough and physical enough to like defend in the paint and rebound in the paint. That makes you a really good team. It's really difficult to match up with, and um, you know they're they're a little bit like Iowa light to me in the sense that um, I'm not convinced that they are quite good enough defensively to be able to make the run that like it looks like they should be able to make. But so much better than Iowa defensively. 
I mean, honestly, that's disrespectful. Anybody's better than Iowa defensively, but it's not like it's not like Ohio State is good on that end of the floor. You know, they are. I'll bring it up right now. They are. What they're missing? They don't have a long big to me that can protect the rim. That's that's the part they're missing defensively, and and I think Holtman would like to have that, but you know, you make do with what you have, and so far it's working pretty good. I mean, they're to me the number three team in the country based on accomplishment, based on how they're playing. Like Michigan hasn't played in so long. And even Michigan, when you look at their resume, it doesn't blow you away. I think their best win is at Purdue. Yeah, they, they blew out a bunch of teams. And, and, you know, part of it is like everyone was really impressed when they beat uh, Northwestern by however many points it was. And, um, you know, I, I guess I guess you don't I guess you don't think that being up by 40 on Wisconsin is really all that impressive. So um, I guess that that kind of Wisconsin fans, you can stop yelling at me now because Goodman is clearly the most disrespectful person towards the state of Wisconsin. You um, compared Ohio State's defense to, to Iowa's defense. You just did that. Uh, no. OK. Let, let, let me let me, make this, let me make this clear. No, I said that they are like Iowa light in the sense that they are very, very good offensively. But there is real questions about, like, are they good enough on the defensive end of the floor to to make a run? The, the only team that entered the NCAA tournament anywhere that and make the and made it to the national title game with uh, the defensive efficiency that ranked anywhere near where I uh, Ohio State does right now was yep. the Michigan team that had Trey Burke on it. They they were I think they were. Um, first nationally in offensive efficiency, and then like 62nd in defensive efficiency. Um, the only there's never been a team that's won a title that's ranked outside the top 40 in in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Kempon. That was 2009 uh, North Carolina. So um, yes, this is a normal year, Robert. This is not a normal year. I, that's fine, but I just if you're telling me that Ohio State, who has trouble um, defending some of the teams that they've had to go up against in the Big Ten is going to be able to slow down Gonzaga or Baylor? Because, like, let's face facts. Outside of a COVID pause, you're going to have to beat I'm not saying they're going to beat Baylor or Gonzaga. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they could beat any team in the country not named Baylor or Gonzaga. And, and here's, here's my here's my other thing. If if this Ohio State team, yeah. who does do they have an NBA player? No, no. So if this Ohio State I team – I guess E.J. Liddell – E.J. Liddell, listen – there's there's no reason that an undersized four man or whatever you want to call EJ Liddell can't find his way on a roster. You, you I think you like EJ Liddell more than I like Tennessee. <laughs> you like, I, I love it. It's I like so, it. so Jeff, can you name the five best basketball players of all time? Well, you know, there's LeBron, there's Michael Jordan and, and Bill Russell is just such a good winner and Kobe Bryant, like you can never overlook his accomplishment. But I don't think that you can count E.G. Liddell out of that conversation. <laughs> the other night, he had 28 against Wisconsin. It's E.J. Liddell. Love so um, no, look, they're they're really good. But if if that is the third best team in the country, then it absolutely like solidifies the, the point that I've been making. Say. That like the gap between the top two and everyone right. else is enormous and like enormous because to enormous. me they're like the, they're like a standard, you know, three seed right. kind of team, right? Totally. No, no, I'm I'm not denying any of that. I'm not saying like, listen, Ohio State is this juggernaut. I'm saying they've earned the number three seat team right now and 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 a number one seed as of today. As of today, oh, yeah. I mean, they should definitely be a number one seed. I just right. that's all I'm saying. I, again, I'm not saying like, hey. 
move them into your brackets into the final four, no matter who they're playing against. I just think what Chris Holtman has done with this group is is remarkable. Remarkable. Yeah. I mean, it's they're definitely the team where it's like, okay, so how how are they doing this? Like, right. is it is, is this really happening? Like, it's funny. So last Ohio year, sixteen and four. Last year, I took Kalia out to Columbus, and, and we went to the Penn State game. And they were like 8-0 then. I don't know if you remember. They got off to a great start, remember? Obviously, they're always ranked number one in the first net ranking. But they were like 8-0. and And I could just see it on Holtman's face that he knew the bottom could fall out on that team. And it did. If you remember, they went through a horrible stretch. Um yeah, ended up beating Kentucky, I think, in Vegas. But for the most part, they went through a really bad stretch for a while right after that. And and I could just see it. Like, he didn't have that confidence in that group, preparing the right way, playing hard. They had some issues. Obviously, DJ Carton was was with and without the team. And um, Gaffney transferred out after the year, whatever. But, like, I, I just don't get that sense now. Like, we did the podcast with him the other night, uh, Hummel and I. And you just got the sense that, like, he wasn't quite as worried about, even though he knows they have a tough stretch coming up to end the year in the Big Ten, it wasn't like he was worried that all of a sudden this group was going to start feeling themselves too much and not doing what they had done preparation-wise to get to this point. I think that's the separator with this Ohio State team and a separator these days between a lot of these teams that are 3 through 25 is what? chemistry, how hard they're playing, how they're able to to kind of compartmentalize um, everything these days with every all the other distractions that are going on when they get out there and just focus on what's what's important in that game. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with all of that. And um, uh, real quick, uh, we did get a comment from someone who's, whose name is 82 Atlantic. And yep. they 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 have a question for you. They want to know if you feel like an idiot for doubting Mike Anderson and St. John's. You should have listened to me. I said I said that I thought that the hire was interesting. I said that I thought the hire had some potential. You know, listen, listen, listen. Give all the credit. If, I, if I've learned anything this season, you don't season, even know what champagne it is. I don't. But if I've learned anything this season, it's to take the victory laps when you have the opportunity to do it because the bottom's going to fall out of St. John's eventually, right? I took my victory lap on Alabama. I took my victory lap on Tennessee. I'm going to take my victory lap on St. John's right now, and then I'm going to bet them to win tonight, and they're probably going to end up losing. Uh, Here's what I would say to that is uh, it's a six-game stretch in which they've been really good, right, really good. I think one of those was Utah Valley. One of those was UConn without James Booknight. And UConn without James Booknight might be an NIT team, maybe. The Villanova win was huge, 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 huge. And the Providence win on the road, good win. But again, Providence is an NIT team. The bottom of the Big East stinks this year. Really, overall, the Big East isn't very good this year. Can we agree on that? Yes. It's not great. So this is the year, to me, for St. John's to be able to make a move. Um, Can Mike Anderson sustain it? That that's my big question. Can they get in the NCAA tournament this year? If they do, listen, that that's a heck of a job. And and I'll admit, I'm not going to admit I was wrong because I still don't think Mike Anderson was a good hire at St. John's. I still don't think it's going to sustain itself for the long run. Uh, but for now, yeah, it looks pretty good these last couple of weeks. But what I will say is, three weeks ago, St. John's fans, a lot of them were ready to get rid of Mike Anderson. So things do change and can change quickly. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is this, I, I don't know how long they're going to stay around. And honestly, I haven't really thought about it 
enough to to really make any kind of definitive statement on it. But Posh Alexander is a freshman, and Julian Champagne is a, yeah. is a sophomore. So yeah, no, no, they're good. It's a they're good good. A good start to to build with. Yes. Um, before we get into tonight's action, uh, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, Terrence Clark is uh, is done for the season. You got any thoughts on that, Jeffrey? <laughs> um, what did I tweet last week? Remember what I tweeted? I, I do. I do remember what you tweeted. I tweeted something. What? 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 You could sum it up. Well, Here's it was it was after Coach Cal when he got on the radio and said, well, "I can't remember like specifically what he said, but he he kind of insinuated that Terrence Clark's ankle injury wasn't as bad um, as it's let, he's letting it on." You tweeted something along. What did the I insinuate? Of, what did I insinuate? You you said essentially, "I wonder if an agent has gotten in his ear and told him to shut things down." Yep, more or less is That's, what you said. Again, I don't have like lock down info on that. I'm just speculating um, based on the information I have gotten based on the background of Terrence Clark and, and everything like that. He's from Boston um, that I do feel like, uh, again, that that he could – if, if Cal was saying a week ago that he thought Terrence Clark could play and a week later now he's basically opted out for the season, is Terrence Clark somebody in his ear telling him, hey, you know what, it didn't help your stock when you played. It's probably not going to help your stock when you come back at this point. Um, so just shut it down. We'll get you in the first round still, and you'll move on. You know, like a not not the same as as Darius Baisley, but something to that effect. Um, of you know, let's I, just. I, I, I I'm I'm just laughing at the. I don't know if you intentionally made a connection there, but I'm just. Laughing. I did. Of course, okay. I did. <laughs> That's pretty. Yes. Funny. Yes, that was that was that was a savvy maneuver. And if anybody listening, if you figure that out, shout out to you because that's uh, yeah. that's 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 pretty good. All right, so um, let's get into tonight's slate. There are no, some- no, 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 Rob. What you forgot about the biggest win of the night last night? Come on, man! Mr. Oh, Mississippi Valley State, the they Delta got the Devils. Right? Delta Devils, let's go, Lindsey Hunter. Uh, every time I, you should honestly, if you're Lindsey Hunter, you should tell me to pick against you every single game because I uh, picked against you yesterday. You went out right, picked against you earlier in the year. You covered and almost won that one. So I'm I'm done. I'm done doubting Mississippi Valley State and, and, and Lindsey Hunter and his staff, which also includes former Miami start Darius, Darius Rice, Darius Rice. You should never doubt Lindsey Hunter. Yeah. Sometimes it only takes you 19 games to finally be able to get that first win. But yeah. never, never doubt Lindsey Hunter. All right. Um, tonight's slate. I guess the best game of the night is uh, is Texas Tech-West Virginia. The rematch yes. is going to be in Lubbock. Um, Clearly the, line, the best game of the night. Clearly. Yes, the line, according to our friends over at Bet Rivers, yep. is, uh, is, is West Virginia plus six. Okay. Jeffrey, how are you feeling? I like the points. I, li- I just – and I know this isn't like the typical Chris Beard team, right? That's going to grind it out and win games in the fifties. And it's not the typical Bob Huggins team that's going to grind it out and win games in the fifties and sixties. These two teams can score. I mean, look at it. Beard, uh, Texas tech is averaging 73 a game in league play. Um, we know this hugs team isn't great defensively. They're not, but man, they can score. Deuce McBride is so much fun to watch. So much fun. Um, the only thing where, I'll where say do you stand, is, real quick before you before yeah. you move away from Deuce McBride, where do yeah. you stand on um, the idea that he's a uh, he's an All American? He's not far off. 
He's not far off now. He's moved into the equation, definitely into the discussion. To me, that's going to depend on, like, how good West Virginia is down the stretch. Like, if it's close for me, I always go on team success, right? Like, are you are you the best player on a, on a team that, you know, frankly is in the equation, you know, as a team? Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. Um, I think that what he does for West Virginia playing this way, if they continue to win, then yeah, we, like we really got to have that conversation about where he stacks up. And, and um, you know, I think that Big 12 player of the year is kind of sealed. Uh, and there are a lot of really good perimeter players in that conference. But I, I, I don't know how many I would take over Miles McBride at this point. I mean, Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell for sure. Um, Cade Cunningham for sure. After that, is there a better guard than than Miles McBride in the league? Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right, no question. No. Um, question. All right, so the uh, the line is currently six. Like I said before, um, we kind of break down this game a little bit. Let me just tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time. Bet River Sportsbook is offering a two hundred and fifty dollars match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play. Uh, one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet River Sportsbook, they pay fast, and now it's even faster with Rush Pay instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. I can verify that because I use it. With March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet River Sportsbook a try. Go to betrivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Jeffrey, you like. West Virginia plus six. I do. Uh, I don't love either side in this game. Uh, what I do love is the over. The first time that these two teams played, uh, the final score ended up being 88 to 87. And that's a lot more than 140 points, which is where the total currently lies right now. Yeah. I mean, listen, to me again, I, I just feel like um, this is one where getting six points. And a game that should be pretty – I mean, I'm taking the money line, to be honest. And and I know they've they've won their last four against West Virginia and Lubbock. Texas Tech has. The last one in Morgantown was a one-point game. You know, there, there will be fans there in Lubbock, probably a lot of them. Uh, no, <laughs> Lubbock. The coronavirus does not exist in Lubbock, Texas. It, it probably does not. But I just think this is a, a game that could go either way. I mean, like, to me, don't you – I mean, you almost feel like West Virginia has more talent overall than, than Texas Tech, or no? Um, like, who are you taking, Mac McClung or Miles McBride? We just talked about this. I would probably take Miles McBride. Um, I like. Who are you taking Derek Culver or or De Silva? Uh, I would I would take um, I would take Derek Culver. But the thing is, all the pieces in between, I think, um, are probably a little bit better. A on little Texas Tech, yeah. Um, a but the, the the thing it's really it's close for all of these all of these things you know right. that's all I'm saying is six points to me the value there is, is is taking the points or on the money line period yeah that's yeah. that's what I think I I, I kind of like this one maybe is the the best game on the board I don't know I mean FAMU and my boy Evans the series a close second on the board for me today yeah there you go you're going going back to it. You're going back to it. Yeah, um, Evans Desir. Listen, EJ Liddell and Evans Desir. Yeah, you you love you love Evans Desir. What what's the line there? Pick him. It's a pick him. And oh, NC Central yeah. has played three games 
How about this? Three games since December 12th. I talked to Lavelle Moten the other day, and he said, he's like, I guys don't. Like, they haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. They just like to FAMU. So they, they just – they don't have their, their wind. They haven't been able to practice. So that, that's the bigger part of, of that one is they not play games, but they just haven't been able to practice. So they don't even know what they're doing. He said it's like AAU ball out there. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. I think he said that – isn't it like 50-plus days that they've been shut down so far? Something like yeah. that? Yep. Yeah. All right. So, um, I mean, my boy Evans is here if you haven't watched him. He's in good shape. I'm 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 probably not going to follow you on that one, but there is one mid mid major game that I do think is uh, kind of interesting. Um, yeah. It's the early tip. Uh, Georgia State is coming off of a shutdown. I know South Alabama's played a bunch of games in like yeah. the last five days. Been good too. Um, good. But I, I will say this: um, like Georgia Georgia State is like a, a very ball screen heavy offense, and the thing about South Alabama is like they kind of press a little bit and they kind of. Um, they play a lot of zone, and they don't really allow you to get into ball screen actions. So I think that what they do defensively can kind of stifle um, Georgia Tech's uh, Georgia Tech Georgia State's game plan. Plus, that's a two o'clock tip, Jeffrey. Everybody yeah. needs some afternoon action. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, listen, you, you want you want something to look at the the scoreboard for. But sometimes the problem is I get caught up in other stuff. And I literally forget that I took a two o'clock game and it's like four forty-five. And I'm like, oh man, like I forgot I took Georgia State or South Carolina. I think right now you've forgotten that you're actually on the live stream and on a podcast right now because our text the the group chat keeps blowing up. We haven't had any haven't had any dings from you so far today. So um that's always a positive, I guess. All right, there's a couple other games that I like. Um, first and foremost, like we're staying on the fade duke bandwagon, right? No, no, let, let's start here. Let's start right here. Go ahead. Start, start with your start tie. right here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let them know. I mean, roll tide. Like, do, do I need to say anything else besides roll tide? Uh, they're giving, what, six and a half? Six and a half right now. It started at seven and a half. It's down at six and a half. Yep. At, in Columbia against a South Carolina team that hasn't been very good. You know, they're five and seven. Um, they just lost to Mississippi State. Mississippi State after beating Florida in Gainesville. And that's the problem with the South Carolina team. They've got some talent. They're just so up and down. Alabama uh, coming out the loss at Missouri. Herb Jones may or not may not play, but um, my bet is on Herb Jones playing because he's an absolute warrior, right, Rob? Yeah. I, I don't think he, he doesn't play in this one. Um, and I just think this is the start of, a, of, a, of an easy stretch, if you want to look at it, for um, for Alabama. South Carolina, Georgia, Texas A&M, Vandy. You know, towards the end of this stretch, they might start to to play a little bit lax, but I don't think they're going to do it here after that loss to Missouri. So I, I yeah, think I mean, they're going they're going to be pissed that they didn't get that foul call at the end. Um, they're probably going to be pissed because I'm sure Nate Oates is going to be kicking their ass in practice. Yep. Um, because like you can't have that many slow starts in a row and, right. and not have Nate Oates kicking your ass in practice. So um, yeah, I do He's like Betty defend today. Yeah, I, I I do like Alabama in that spot. Um, it's not my favorite SEC line of the night, though. Okay, uh, what's your favorite SEC line? Arkansas, Arkansas is getting points, and I I trust Arkansas about as much as I trust you, Jeffrey. So not very much, but they're playing Kentucky. You trust Kentucky? This is no, going to be a win for Kentucky. No, I said I want the Arkansas money line. I said that's my favorite bet of the night in the SEC. 
So how could I trust Kentucky if I if I if I said no, that? I, I didn't realize that's what you were saying here. I was confused. Um, it's, I got it as a pick em. I got it as a pick em right now. What? All right. Well, it was when I got the bet in earlier. It was uh, Arkansas was getting points. So, okay. um, yeah, I don't know why you would wouldn't wouldn't take the points there in that spot. Like I, I don't know what other analysis I can give you other than. Do you think Kentucky's like, gonna like not win another game? I don't know. I honestly have no idea, but I, it, it's should they have out there right now? They just Chikal had to opt out. Chikal have a back injury right now. <laughs> oh man, he's he's too late on that. He's oh, already wow. got the losses on his name, huh? He's too he's too late on faking the back injury. He's already five and thirteen. Yeah, you got to do that before you see the bottom bottom fall out. You I can't know, do that's, it true. that's true. It wouldn't be a bright move. It would. It would. He had to do it about three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, um. The other the other line that I really really like is the St. John's money line. Uh, I got it at plus two and a half earlier today. I believe it's it's still coming down. Yeah. Um, and like the the money line when I when I went to go, when I first looked at it was plus one one twenty five. Uh, I got it at plus one seventeen. Um, I'm guessing if you don't jump on that soon, uh, it's probably going to keep coming down. But my the one concern I have with that is is it makes such little sense. Butler has been really bad this year. They've lost three of their last four games. Um, they, you know, they've only won – I think they've only won three games in the last month, and two of them are against DePaul. And one of them was against Creighton at home when they when Creighton didn't have Marcus Zagorowski. Exactly. Right. I, agreed. Listen, St. John's looks like a tournament team over the last three weeks. They do. And and like you said, hey, Champagny, Julian. Julian Champagny, just so you know. Julian, yep. And Posh. I mean, that, just like – it should be a show, like the Posh and Champagny show or something. I don't know what you want to call it, but – um, ultimately, those guys are like they're fun to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. they're fun good. guards that can make plays. And uh, you know, to me, uh, I'm with you. Like that that line just doesn't look uh, it doesn't look right to me. So I'm, I, I jumped on it too. I got uh, the Johnnies a plus two there. Yep. Um, the other one that I'm looking at is is Georgetown getting seven and a half. Um, I'm not as sold on that just because. I don't know if like this recent run that Georgetown is on is something that can continue. Um, and Creighton, regardless of, of who's uh, who's healthy and who's not, is like still a pretty good team. Um, and they, but and they're they're coming off the loss too in uh, in Omaha. Um, Georgetown went in there and beat them, so there's a little bit of a revenge factor there. So I don't know. I don't love it, but it's definitely something that I was I was looking at and I had written down on my list. You're not gonna fade uh, Vandy. No. Um, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm kind Auburn of scares you now. You were so on the op, and I was too because it was like the novelty of Sharif Cooper, right? Well, yeah, you, had, you had to write it until people figured out what to do against him, and now it's just That's you blitz thing. him, you double him, you force any, literally anybody else on that team to be a creator, and they're fucked. Right. They can't. They can't. No, they they're, can't. They, are, they need power back. They need power. Back. When it comes to like to actual basketball skill outside of Sharif Cooper. Like they're really the, the, you just got a bunch of guys that can shoot and a bunch of guys that can dunk. And then you don't really have anyone else that can create anything for themselves. So I just want to see the Sharif Cooper, Scotty Pippen jr. Matchup. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm I'm taking Auburn, even though they are one in 10 in their last 11 games in Nashville. How about that? Here's here's what we're going to do. Now that you just took Auburn, yeah, I'm gonna text this to Jerry Stackhouse. I'm gonna let Jerry Stackhouse know that you took Auburn. Yeah, and then like he's gonna light a fire under his guys, guaranteed. Oh, he will. Which, which I mean, by the way, like, <laughs> so yesterday we had a similar conversation to this, right? And um, 
And Goodwin was like, well, look, I really want to bet on Oklahoma State, but I've bet on Kansas the last three times and lost. And if I bet bet against Kansas, then they're obviously going to win by 10 tonight. And some guy, like some guy that calls himself a semi a semi professional sports. What does that mean? I have no idea. It means uh, it, I, I don't know. You got like fifty followers. Like, dude, nobody knows. I don't. I don't, I don't know what it means. But um, he comes at Goodman and he's like, "What kind of analysis is this?" It's like, well, I, I mean, he's clearly like just making a joke and talking the way that anybody that has ever tilted over betting on sports has ever talked, right? <laughs> so, right. Like that's clearly not the analysis. I lost every Kansas bet, so I'm just gonna. I mean, at this point, I know whatever I pick is, is going to be wrong. Yeah, so um, he comes at you, and he's like, "This, what kind of bullshit analysis is this? And, of course, you bet on Oklahoma State. And, of course, Kansas went and won by 12. So you didn't get it exactly right, but your, your breakdown was pretty close on. So, you know what? Forget that guy. No, All right, so right. I got Auburn. Uh, Auburn is favored by, um, I think, five and a half. Five and a half over Vandy. Uh, I'm going to take him. Even though uh, actually the line's coming down, it's down to five now. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna take them. And then the last one I like. Can I go through the? the I think I've got everything so far covered. The last one I like that I'm surprised you don't, uh, you haven't picked up on, is uh, the JMU Elon game. And remember, Elon was out for over like basically a month. Um, they've come back. They've lost three. They played three games since January third. They've lost all three. Uh, two to Delaware, and then they lost by 20 to JMU on, on Wednesday. And JMU's got a, a stud of a player named Matt, Matt Lewis. Yeah, He's really good. Like, he probably could have transferred after the coaching change and didn't. And uh, he's a guy that could play at the high major level. So um, I, I, I like I like JMU there. Yeah, I like JMU. Um, I like VCU. Uh, the last time that VCU and Dayton played, VCU just smothered Jalen Crutcher. And if you smother Jalen Crutcher, then, you know, it's not Dayton, much really else having, yeah, Dayton doesn't really have another option. So that's something that's worth a look. I, I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I'm going to bet it myself. And again, like I mentioned it before, like that, that fade Duke bandwagon, it's still it's still rolling. Yeah, that's uh, we had somebody, John Mitchell, who's who's a avid follower of this show. Uh, <laughs> and a, and, and an avid an avid member of the uh, of, of team fade Duke. He is. He is. No doubt. Duke. Shout out to you for that, John. Mitchell. I can't see who it is, but he's asking you about the South Bama Georgia State early game. You already you went through that early, but you like. Uh, yeah. So I like I like South Alabama. Um, Georgia State is coming off of their pause and uh, they're a really ball screen heavy offense and South Alabama just does not let you run ball screens with the way that they defend. So I like South Alabama there. And uh, I think that pretty much covers it. It's actually not a ton of games today, but I think there's a lot of intriguing games. Uh, I'm looking to get back on track with with the with the tide, Rob. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the tide. 